Hey everybody, welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart Robb, better known as Mike, and I woke up this week not feeling great. We've got some cold going around in the family, and I'm the lucky one today that's got it. Uh, so I wasn't really up for making one of the normal videos that, that I do, and uh, the ideas um, aren't particularly forthcoming, so I thought I should do something special today. Um, we do these videos on the Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard, the conspiracy commentaries, and sometimes people ask questions, sometimes people have very good comments, and I even invite questions. And so I thought maybe I would just go through a couple of those, and I do just want to show that I am listening to you all, and I am very interested in doing what little dialogue is possible through a medium like this. But that's what I have in mind. Let's see what we can get out of that. So the first question comes from uh, Paul Robinson. Thanks, Paul. Actually, not a question, a comment on the video Embarrassing Translations where I talked about Acts, uh, is it 10, I think, where Peter has this vision of the sheet coming down from uh, heaven. And I sort of, what I did, well, Paul writes, the Greek in those passages is singular, though Matthew does use the plural. And uh, Paul uh, is actually right, thank you, Paul. The Greek in those passages is singular, and that is a good warning to anybody preaching or anything like that who wants to talk about Greek should actually look at the passage. Here's my Greek New Testament first, and before you sort of make an idiot of yourself. Thank you, Paul. Um, of course, Hebrew uh, likes the plural of heaven. I don't think you can say it any other way. Greek standard way of talking about heaven, uranos, is singular, uh, but you find the plural in the New Testament, um, above all in the Gospel of Matthew. And Dallas Willard thinks that this is very significant because he thinks that it expresses the Hebrew understanding of a, of a layered heaven um, of multi-heavens. And that's why he, especially in Divine Conspiracy, almost always uses the word um, heavens when he's talking about that, though I think he does also use the singular as well. <clears throat> uh, next one here is from Brian Hodgson. Uh, Brian, um, actually it's a fairly long comment question. It's on a video, The Centrality of Will or Heart, and I'll just read it. Mike, in his lectures at Denver Seminary, Willard develops key ideas by William James on the will, particularly ideas manifesting into action. In these talks and others, I picked up three different descriptions of the will. One, vital will, really for survival. Uh, two, reflective will, so choice, deliberation, heart, creative ability. And three, epidermal will, which amounts to habit. I use these in my work to describe how a person becomes enslaved to their desires. That's really cool. I'm glad that somebody's doing that. But what I'm struggling to reconcile is it seems to me animals have this vital will. And since we are using will and spirit interchangeably, 
should I be using a different term like animal instinct, which might be more appropriate to describe? And he also spoke a lot about children in relationship to vital will. And if I recall correctly, alluded to the idea of reflective will is developed through training, which again makes it difficult for me to use will and spirit interchangeably. Thoughts, suggestions, thank you. Uh, yes, thank you, Brian, for that. That is a very um, perceptive comment. It shows that you're ex probably deeper into this than I am. Uh, lots of different parts to it, but let's see if we can get a handle on these three different types of will that Dallas mentioned. Uh, the first thing to note is that Dallas is not, is he doesn't do faculty psychology. Faculty psychology is this idea that you can separate the parts of a person and they become more or less like parts that have relations between them. So if you have, you know, parts of a car, the parts of the car have certain kinds of relationships between each other. The idea is that the person isn't like that, so not faculty psychology. The person is more of, of a unit, of an integrated whole, and you can distinguish different aspects of the person. So will tends to function like this, soul tends to function like this, but you can't separate them and therefore talk about the relations between them. So what I see Dallas doing here when he talks about these different kinds of will is that he is looking at the person more as an integrated whole. Reflective will tends to look at will in connection with the mind, with thoughts, obviously. And uh, epidermal will looks at the will in connection with body. So when sort of decisions of the will become implanted into who we are, and as you've uh, pointed out that's basically habit and those can be both good and bad but very often they come from some sort of decision that we've made to act in a certain way and then that goes into our body and really becomes an expression of our will though we don't deliberate anymore we don't think about it anymore the one that you're uh, interested in is this vital will and uh, I just I think there there is some some puzzling to be doing there. You wonder if it should be connected with animal instinct, and maybe you're right. I mean, we do have animal instincts like the fight or flight instinct, or the um, what's it called with infants? I want to call it the suck instinct, but that's not exactly the right term. I can't remember it at the moment. But there are human instincts, there are animal instincts, sort of non-animal, non-human non animal instincts. The thing about those is that they are quite robotic. Um, I guess we're using mechanics to sort of describe it, but there's absolutely no thought about those things at all instincts. Vital will seems to me to be much more closely related to feeling into valuation um, as opposed to deliberative will which starts to compare things and um, and so it deliberative will becomes much more stronger than vital will because vital will just associates what it wants with what it feels or what it sort of has puts value on and those become one and the same and that's the sort of thing that we see in 
in, uh, in infants, in young children. We see that they are very familiar with their own feelings and desires and that their will gets attached to those things. And through training, as you describe it, um, we as parents try to sort of make them think about things. And, uh, and usually that does, that does work, but it uh, can be um, difficult work. Now, whether that actually exists in animals, um, I don't know. I guess I just don't do animal psychology. I don't know what Dallas would say about that, whether he does anything in terms of animal psychology, uh, sort of do dogs have vital will. Dogs certainly have wishes and uh, wants, but Dallas would say that dogs and cats and lizards don't actually have will at all. They aren't actually able to differentiate between what they are choosing and what they aren't choosing. But maybe that's where your last comment about sort of using will and spirit interchangeably comes up. So we could maybe say something like uh, animals have vital will because they sort of seem to want things, desire things, whereas human beings have spirit and that sort of connects them with mind and thought. I think this is a place to just sort of remind us all that Dallas Willard um, tried to be very careful with these distinctions and he didn't think that you, that his way of doing it was the only way of cutting the cake. And so he didn't argue with other people who wanted to cut the cake in a different way. And if you find it helpful to do that in a different way, go ahead. What Dallas would say is make sure you've got everything covered. Make sure you're able to talk about all of the processes, all of the properties of a human being, and, uh, and then you're okay. This is not faculty psychology. These aren't parts. It's a unit of whole, and that's what we're dealing with. The next one is uh, similar um, from uh, ANSI. Uh, it says, a question that puzzles me, was Dallas a theological voluntarist because of his emphasis on the will in his definition of the spiritual? So voluntarism or intellectualism have different, it kind of depends on what discipline you're in to determine what you're talking about. So with respect to God, the question is, you know, is will more prevalent in God or is intellect more prevalent in God? When you're talking about human beings, probably what we should talk about is something like Plato and Greek philosophy. So with Plato and the Greeks, the, the idea is that if you know the good, you would do the good. That is because the Greeks didn't really have a concept of the will. Uh, they just, it's just not part of their mental furniture. And it's really Christians, um, Judeo-Christian tradition that brings this concept of the will into the Mediterranean world. And, uh, and that's where you see people like Augustine, for example, he's got a lot of good things to say about the world, the will, and he is able to differentiate himself and have a much more complex psychology than Plato was able to have. And now, Plato would be your typical intellectualist. He's the one that sort of says, well, what really counts is having 
good thoughts. And if you have those good thoughts, then your life's going to go well. And we have something very similar to that uh, in there's something called cognitive behavior therapy. And the idea there is you want to change your life, get different thoughts, get better thoughts, and that will change your life. And actually, Dallas has some appreciation for this. You'll see this in the uh, in the spirits of the disciplines. And in fact, I met a researcher who was trying to figure out Dallas and he was trying to convince me that Dallas basically was doing cognitive behavior therapy with people. Um, and what he had in mind was this, was this spirit of the disciplines thing where the idea is get better thoughts and your life will change. Now it's important to, I guess, recognize the kind of common sense idea here, which is your life really would change in significant ways if you got better thoughts. So Dallas isn't going to deny that, and you'll see that throughout his his work that, you know, we live at the mercy of our ideas. That's that's an idea that he doesn't give up on. And so in that sense, he's always remaining an intellectualist, and this is his emphasis on teaching. This is why when it, Dallas Willard does a retreat, um, most of the time that he spends with people is teaching. He's trying to help people have better thoughts. Now, he does, however, recognize some key functions of the will, and the labels here just start to not be very helpful. Uh, calling Dallas Willard a voluntarist is, um, doesn't really take into account the fact that he thinks there are so many other things that are running our lives other than our will. Our will, um, he will say, is very, very small and has very little power. So if you want to talk about willpower, you must be talking about an extremely small, little, almost powerless kind of thing. The important thing about the will is that it actually is connected to things that are much more powerful, like the mind, and especially like the soul and the body. Those things, at least on a human scale, are the most powerful things that we have. And if you can use your will to change your mind, you can then use your mind to reprogram your body and your soul. Um, and in that sense, when you start to talk about your body and your soul being programmed, you almost have Dallas Willard as a behaviorist. Dallas Willard as somebody who thinks that we get into these ruts, we get into this epi uh, epidermal will stuff where habits really control our lives. And, and that's a very interesting uh, aspect of him as well. But again, it's, it's much more complex than all of that. And therefore, the labels intellectualist uh, or voluntarist don't work terribly well, I would say, with Dallas Willard. So that's my attempt at those three questions, comments. Uh, thanks for contributing those. And if you have anything else that you'd like to ask, I don't know how often I'll be able to do videos like this, but um, if <laughs> I don't know if my answers were actually any any good and we need to be doing research on on this stuff together and obviously not just sort of thinking that Dallas Willard has all the answers and we can't find any answers anywhere else but uh hope that there was some a for that q there 
let me know in the comments if you have any other questions or there's always the email address for the Sanctus Institute, info at sanctus.institute. Subscribe to the newsletter while you're at our website, sanctus.institute, so you can keep in touch with us. See you next time. Bye.